0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody, welcome again to uh, another episode of Old Men Know Stuff, our podcast. I'm Dan Witham. Uh, you can find our podcast, we've got 18 previous to that, on every po- podcast platform and on our Old Men Know Stuff YouTube channel. So I encourage you to check them out, especially uh, episode one, which is very similar to uh, what we're about to talk about, but in ways entirely different. Um, This podcast is titled, Is That Someone Knocking? Is That Someone Knocking? Um, Go with me to uh, Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation, uh, chapter two, verse 23. uh, The Lord has appeared. Not as uh, to the Apostle John, not as uh, the last time John saw him on the on the cross, or before that, pillowing his head on the Lord's bosom in Mary and Martha's house, um, but um, uh, he's now with eyes flame as fire. It's the resurrected, uh, glorified Christ, and he uh, John sees him, and he falls on his feet, uh, faces a dead man, because it's so powerful. Where there is powerful. We're talking to every Christian today, and especially the pastors and church leaders, about power or powerlessness. And uh, the Lord says uh, in this awesome uh, appearance All the churches, John, all the churches shall know that I am He who searches the minds and hearts. He's doing a lot of that right now. And I will give to each one of you, He doesn't leave anybody out, each one of you according to your works, according to your works, Revelation 2, 23. He's saying to John, hey, John, go talk to these seven churches, um, uh, what you see, write them in a book and send it to the seven churches, churches, which are in Asia Minor, uh, Ephesians or Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, the the two of the seven, only two of the seven, um, God had nothing against, if you will, as we're about to talk about in Ephesus. Uh, uh, Smyrna and Philadelphia both uh, appeared before the Lord uh, the way he wanted them to be. And um, uh, we'll go now to Ephesians, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation 3, uh, verse 20, and it's the uh, scripture that I wanna use today. He says uh, to uh, John, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore and repent. I'm gonna pause right there and say that, um, is your church uh, fully up on repenting of the things that are not of God? Are you fully repented? of the things that are not of God. Remember, we talked about power. If you want power, you got to repent. If your church wants power, it's got to repent. And that goes to the pastors and the church leaders as well. And the Lord says to John, tell them, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice, there's a key, here's my voice, and opens the door, I'll come in and I will sup with him and he with me and you will have my presence. Uh, Pretty strong words uh, is someone knocking on your door. Um, We go now to um, Matthew chapter seven, verses seven and eight. A pretty familiar verse, but let's take a different twist to it. Again, remember, is that someone knocking? And um, Jesus says uh, to Matthew, uh, he's on the Mount of Beatitudes, and he says, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Hold on. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. That means you have to come to him you have to come to him he's knocking watch this for everyone that asks receives and he that seeks finds and to him that knocks it shall be opened he'll come into you with his presence and with his power to do those things that he's asked you to do and uh, uh, i wanted to go now next to uh, Luke uh, chapter 12, 35 and 36 in uh, the ESV translation, watch this. Luke 12, 35 through 36, this applies to you, to the pastors, stay dressed for action, keep your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. So that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. So he's promised us that he will knock. Is he knocking on your door right now? I believe he is. Pastors, are you allowing things to happen in your church that shouldn't? I'll go a step further. Are you propagating things that are not of the spirit, but are things of the flesh? Maybe it's the pursuit of money. Ouch. Maybe it's um, teaching them with itching ears by your social media. I'm talking to us now too. Maybe it's promising them endless days of blessing and favor and all those other buzzwords on social media that quite frankly are nothing but um, teachers doing that to itching ears. I know it's strong. God's saying the time is up. I'm knocking at the door. Get it right. I'm searching the hearts. Revelation 2. I'll read it again. All the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts. He does not leave anybody out, anything out. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. So he says to those seven churches, the churches are really the pastors of those areas, the pastors. And he says to the pastor of Ephesus, um, really all of them. I love these servants, I love these pastors, that's why I'm talking to you. Um, I have something to say that will both pierce you and heal you of the error of your ways. And the Lord commended the Ephesians for being hardworking and patient and discerning and uh, they hated evil. They stood up for the cause of Christ. That sounds like us, but then we drift away. And as we read on in Revelation, he says, nevertheless, you know, these piercing words, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you've left me your first love. Here, Unless you repent and do your first works, I'll come quickly and remove you, your lampstand, your position from its place, unless you repent. He says, repent twice in Revelation two, five. These are covenant believers. These are churches. These are the first churches of Christ, of the gospel. And he's telling you, repent and do your first works. That's me. You can't do anything without me. I've told you that once. Now I'm telling it to you real point blank. And um, uh, like I said, the, the, the church at Ephesus that Paul planted. Um, uh, they were doing great works, but these were shining examples of what Jesus Christ once wanted then and now to a godly people. He wanted them to get it right. He's telling us, and he told the pastor of the seven church, seven churches of uh, the Ephesus being one of them, your love for me, Pastor church leader, individual, is not what it once was. You've neglected, that's a key word in this day and age, isn't it? you've neglected communion with me. And then in the next uh, uh, verse, he says, behold, I stand at nor door it knock, what I read earlier. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and sup with him and he'll have my presence. Um, Christians in this day and age, whose faith has become complacent, no longer opens the door to Jesus. They'll open the door to good works. They'll open the door to um, social mechanisms. This playtime's over, people. It's over. The only way to go forward in this day and age is with one repent of those things that Jesus brings to your mind by his Holy Spirit. But also return to your first love. You can't do anything without the communion of the Holy Spirit. You can't. It's not possible. You want power. You want to be effective. Return to your first love. So Jesus takes this communion so seriously. Uh, that he will remove the one element uh, that reaches uh, allows you to be effective, and that's his presence. can't happen. Fix it. and uh, you have to go back to the, the the secret closet back to supping or communing with Jesus. All your good works, all your powerless preaching, you're somewhat of a powerless evangelism. I'm not saying that everybody's in this case because one lost soul's worth more than the other 99. But it almost flow out of communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation that has eyes of fire and he's not playing around. And so these people the church at Ephesus was so busy serving people that their deeds became the focus rather than the love of Christ. So his power and his presence was missing. And he said to them, if you don't make changes, if you don't make changes, if you don't return to your hunger for me, And repent of those things that you've allowed to creep into the church, creep into your life. I'm going to take away what you already have. You'll no longer have the authority like you want and like you need to do the good works that I originally asked you to do. You're doing ministry on a treadmill, a treadmill that's without the presence of God, that it's all a lot of our initiatives, not seeking the voice of God, not asking the Lord to order our steps. We're just doing good deeds. And then thinking that's enough. It's not enough in this hour. It's not enough. And God won't take any excuses from anybody. Do you want the word of God to come alive in your heart again? Then you have to repent and return to your first love. We have many congregations uh, that sit comfortably through a one-hour worship service. We hear a short sermon on how to cope with life's stresses, and we should. And then we rush right out the door. We try to apply it. We don't open the word of God. It doesn't go very far. We might even spill our coffee cup that we got at the church on our way out the door. There's no cry for many, even many pastors and church leaders. You too, youth pastors, especially you. There's no cry, Lord, break me, melt me, help me return back to you. Um, where's the zeal that we once had? We let the distractions of this world, the parable of the sower, steal those seeds of the word. Stop it. Jesus so loved the pastor of the church at Ephesus and the others, all seven of them. He wanted them to do their things he's asked him to do for effective service for his kingdom. But it was so important to him that he was going to to let them know that he was going to bring drastic measures. And I'm here to tell you that unless you repent, return to your first love, the Lord Jesus Christ, numero uno, and do what he's asked you to do and execute what he's asked you to do for his kingdom, he will bring drastic measures and he's bringing drastic measures. If you haven't noticed, our churches are full of good deeds, but do people leave different from when they came? You want them to At one time, you used to be on the carpet before you preached, begging God that that would happen. Do you still do that? What changed? Did the cares of this world get to you too? Fix it. Reminder that whatever quality time during the week, leading up to the time that you open your mouth to bring it to another, whether it's street witnessing or pastoring 10,000 member church or people church, I've seen them both, I've seen them all. Believe me, I've seen it all. Whatever, Whatever quality time that you spend with the Lord, it's what gives you the power. the resources of the Holy spirit to do what he's called you to do so that when you stand before the Lord, not in the great white throne judgment, but when the books are open and he says, Billy, Bob, Susie Q, Joe Blow, did you do this when I asked you to do it? The answer is pretty simple. Yes or no. This is pretty much how the church of Jesus Christ in these last days is gonna keep its testimony. Return to your first love and watch God move in your life again. And ask you, is that someone knocking? Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennostuff.com.